Welcome to the podcast of the Consortium for History of Science, Technology, and Medicine. I'm Bob Akashrafi. Today is June 9, 2020, and I'm speaking with Marcos Cueto at the Oswaldo Cruz Foundation in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Marcos works on the history of science and medicine. Thank you for joining us today, Marcos. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. You have studied the history of epidemic disease in Latin America during the 20th century. Do you see patterns in that history? Yes. A few years ago, Stephen Palmer and I published a book on the history of public health and medicine in Latin America that tried to present the concept of culture of survival. By this concept, we meant the response to epidemic diseases and characteristic of many official disease control programs was that technology was much more important than anything else. Technology and a group of experts. And that this overemphasis on technology, on quick fixes, on a magic bullet that varied in each disease, for example, in the campaigns against malaria in the 1950s, it would be DDT. But this overemphasis on technology dismissed the construction of solid public health systems and the reduction of social inequalities that at the end are very much related to the existence of these diseases. So this technological stamp in health systems, design community participation, and created a perception that public health was a temporary response, a means to survive, and that's why we call it uh, cultural survival. And I think it was very much related to the military medicine of the early 20th century that was so important in the fight against yellow fever in Cuba, and also to the Rockefeller Foundation that developed a series of campaigns during the first 50 years of the 20th century. And these campaigns of military medicine, the Rockefeller Foundation also sought many times technological solutions for social problems. The military didn't have time to attend the different health conditions of the people where they were fighting. They just had to protect their own soldiers and other local people who work with them. And they were also based on the assumption and also some of the programs of the Rockefeller Foundation that the giver know what is good for the receiver. So this authoritarian view of public health has existed in many official responses to epidemics, has been contested many times, officially in many countries have been the main train of how to respond to epidemics and also a feature of disease control programs. How might those patterns help us understand the situation in Brazil today in the COVID-19 epidemic? Well, Brazil has been the country most affected by this pandemic in Latin America. And in general, there is chaos. No? The government has been neglecting any kind of rational response 
mayors and state governors going their own way, even the criminal gangs enforcing curfews in the shanty towns. And disease is spreading because of all these responses, but also because of acute social inequalities that Brazil has suffered for the last few years. Brazil is a unique case because it has a national health system, but it has coexisted with no universal sanitation. So you have a series of programs in public health, but not sufficient access to water, sewage, and other services that is making much more difficult to fight against this epidemic. Now, one feature that I think exemplifies this culture of survival or temporary responses that I mentioned before is the obsession of President Bolsonaro with a magic bullet that in this case is chloroquine. Almost from the very beginning, he has been praising chloroquine, similar to what Trump has been doing sometimes in the U.S. And it is part of his cultural war against science. He has been attacking scientists on a series of issues, not only on public health, but on environment concerns and activists. I think very strongly supported by the evangelical churches that also have denied that this is a major problem in the country. And he has been obsessed with chloroquine. And I think that it, the glorification of chloroquine by Bolsonaro represents a radical version of this authoritarian feature of the cultural survival. It's also presented as a means to avoid any kind of negotiation for a more rational response of the public health system or even any consideration of the social inequalities that make more intense the epidemic in some areas of the country. And it's related to his military formation. He was a former officer in the army. And today he proclaimed that he admired the military dictatorship that ruled Brazil in the 1960s and 1970s. He has also said that he's a commandante of the country. So he is above any minister of health to promote chloroquine. And he said that because he has had, during the epidemic, two ministers that have not been so sympathetic with this drug and have called for more studies. And he has used all this discussion and criticism and retractions on chloroquine to say that this might be a magic bullet and the solution. It has other functions also, this obsession with chloroquine. One is to divert attention from all the criticism and accusations that he's beginning to face and that might lead to an impeachment. And also his followers think that this might be a win-win situation because if mortality is high, like it might be, unfortunately, he can blame physicians for not using the drug. If mortality is lower than expected, probably due to the recovery of the majority of people who become infected, he can claim a personal victory. So right now, there is a big chaotic situation in discussion. It's interesting and probably for historians of science and medicine of the future. 
how much of this discussion is around this chloroquine. You have also studied the history of the World Health Organization and the Pan American Health Organization. How is that history relevant to Brazil today? Very much. And I think to many Latin American and developing countries in general, the Pan American Health Organization appeared in 1902 and the World Health Organization in 1948. And they have been very much related to very important disease control programs in the region and in many other developing countries. All the concern of cholera of the 19th century was because of these institutions and also those that existed before these agencies. The fight against yellow fever and a series of uh, epidemics that existed during the 20th century is also related to the history of these organizations. Major control programs like Malaria of the 1950s it was so important for so many Latin American governments was done from the WHO. And smallpox, that is the only disease that has been eliminated from the world with human intervention, was also a major campaign of the World Health Organization. Besides that, the history of immunization and number of important Medical ideas or public health ideas like primary health care, health promotion, and more recently, social determinants of health are related to the WHO. Now, the WHO has also in PAHO, the Pan American Health Organization, reflected two main trends in public health in Latin America. One was a trend that emphasized biomedical responses and Many times, technology and experts over the construction of solid public health systems. And it appeared clearly, for example, in the campaign against malaria that overemphasized DDT. There has been another perspective also in these agencies in, in many public health systems in Latin America and other developing countries that have had a more sociomedical approach that have tried to use public health as a tool to change the living conditions of the people most affected by epidemic disease. For example, in primary health care, an idea that appears after a major conference organized by the WHO in the south of Russia in 1978, there is an holistic idea of how public health system should be constructed and should receive much more priority in governments, not only from the Ministry of Health, but by all the other sectors and by public-private alliances. So these two tendencies, one more biomedical and technocratic and one more sociomedical, have existed for a long time. Sometimes one has been more hegemonic than the other. But I believe are reappearing today and we are having responses that see the response to coronavirus as a technological matter. And at the same time, some other responses that try to use this situation not only to mitigate what is going on with the people most affected, but to construct stronger health systems and reduce social inequality. Marcos, thank you very much for sharing your work and your perspectives with us. Okay.